Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us for Black Ink Cinema Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. And on this episode, you have chosen the award-winning Pixar movie, Soul, starring Jamie Foxx. But before we get into that, we want to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So why did you get into stand-up? How did you get into stand-up? Um, you know, I'm just a big fan of stand-up growing up, just sort of, especially the American guys, you know, I think. Especially when it comes to, like, black comedians, there's just more representation out there when I was growing up. So I think we all kind of grew up watching Eddie Murphy movies or seeing Dave Chappelle do stand-up, Chris Rock do stand-up, um, Cat Williams, all of these names. and Just, just very, very exciting, very animated. And it's, it's like what I loved about it as well is, like, they were talking about important issues, mm. like whether it's racism social issues things like that but they knew how to make it just funny as possible yes and yeah i think that just appealed to me as, as, as a young person who's like cared about things but like also just wanted to have a laugh mm. you know what i mean so it just seemed like a perfect it didn't it didn't really click as something as a job i could do yeah until i was about 15 16 and I, I, like it, it was clear that like i wasn't talented in anything <laughs> that i was I find comedians actually one of the most talented because you're if anyone who's able to make people laugh I think I'm funny but to myself I could get up and you know make people laugh so don't knock don't knock yourself yeah I mean because I you know I went to uni and I ended up studying history and politics oh wow so like (laughs) I always think like without comedy I would have still been interested in certain academic things but I would be definitely unemployed now because i would not have um an avenue to use these skills yes you know what i mean so i think comedy allows me to take the, the bits of knowledge that i have or yes. the bits of social interest that i have and apply them in a, in a communicating type field yeah and you mentioned a few of your influences i guess eddie murphy mm. williams um are there any others i mean because it's not it's not just stand-up i think it's funny people mm. In, in, in general who are able to communicate a message. So um, I'm saying like Jordan Peele, for example, he did uh, the sketch show, Kane Peele, yes. and he proved he can be uh, an amazing director in, in horror movies. Yes. When like, or, you know, Issa Rae, she had that, you know, the sketch show on YouTube mm. and then she produces an award-winning era-defining show, Insecure. Absolutely. Uh, Michaela Cole, same thing, you know, You're came up doing... All, all the all the legends, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm I'm not sure how what Michaela Cole started. I think it's she made like plays and stuff, right? Both plays and stuff, and then yeah. chewing gum, um, and then you look at I may destroy you. I mean, come on, yeah. Yeah, what what a a variety that she can offer from chewing gum yeah. to I may destroy you, which are just equally amazing to me. So, um, yeah. and like you mentioned, Jordan Peele again, um, he has definitely redefined horror, uh, yeah. which I love, and it's always been one of those genres that. I've kind of looked at in a comical sense because I'm yeah. like, this is this is stupid, but yeah. it actually puts the fear back into me, like you know the old school type of horror movies where it was just like, you know, you're in your house minding your business and yeah. some crazy shit comes to you. Um, so I'm very grateful for him redefining horror, especially in the black community. Yeah, I, I think that just goes to show, you know, if you are able to be in, if you're able, if you're able to be funny. It shows that I think you're probably intelligent enough to communicate other messages mm. 
across the board because I think humour is a great way of getting people's attention or getting them to listen to something that they wouldn't normally... Absolutely. With, you know, like I was saying about how the comedians, you know, the American ones, they're very good at um, conveying important messages that maybe people wouldn't want to sit down and listen to but it's almost like putting in the medicine in the ice cream. Yes. <laughs> in terms of like a, a tough message, but you make it sweet. That's one, and that's one thing I love about comedy, that it's able to educate, mm. but not in a kind of like telling you off type of way. Like it's always done yeah. in a humorous way, always able to poke fun at something that I shouldn't laugh. When I find myself, yeah. I shouldn't laugh at that, but I'm laughing. I know they've done yeah. the job. Um, so, yeah. That's why I take my hat off to comedians and stand up because mm. absolute geniuses. Um, no, I, I never said I do that. <laughs> I, no, you're in as well. As well. <laughs> um, so you were nominated for Best Newcomer at Edinburgh Fringe Festival, Tongue Twister, in 2019 mm. uh, for your show Black Bears Matter. Amazing title. Mm. Why did you pick that as your title? Oh, thank you. Um, well, there's, there's a joke in it. Later, later on in the show that kind of like sums it all up but um it was kind of like we're saying i mean because i i kind of was at a point in around that time where i think there were a lot of political movements going on and being young yeah. as well i was like you know being expected to be involved and care and i i wanted to write a show almost it was almost like about apathy yeah. or like being desensitized to so much going on and it's like trying to figure out what I care about and, and why I don't care about things or why I behave the way I do. And I, I kind of wanted to write a show that was kind of like, without trying to make me look like a sociopath, but just trying to like explain like why it is sometimes hard to care about everything when you're overloaded with where thinking. And, and, and yeah, exactly. And, and so I, I like to think I did that in um in a funny way, but it's coming out actually on Amazon Prime, um, so you got the Soho Theatre. I filmed, I filmed that show at yes. Soho Theatre at the beginning of okay. this year, and so they're, they're they're putting it out next month, sixth of May. So people That's can amazing. watch that and, and check that out. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I think the show held up because obviously it's a couple years yeah. ago and a lot's happened since. But I, I think the message of it still. Oh, some remains. of us are still traumatized. Uh, These last two years. Whoa. Yeah. We're still we're still out of it. Ooh, yeah. Like. I, just like yourself, too much information overload to the point where I was like, I mm. just cut down the amount. There's someone who loves telly and film. I still yeah. cut down the amount of like news and stuff like that I was getting because I just found it all too yeah. overwhelming. And I was re-watching things sure. that I'd watched a million times because I knew it was safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's yeah, comfort, it's comfort there. I, was, I know it's you don't want to log into Instagram and then it's just <laughs> murder. Like, just open up, boom. You're like, oh, it's 9.05. Just starting my day. It's not even 9.05. Like, it's 7.05 <laughs> and I'm seeing someone murdered. I don't, no, no, it's too much. Sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Let me have a cup of coffee first before. Do you know what I mean? Let me, let me, let me, let me get the crust out of <laughs> the eyes first. Let me, let me stretch. Let me stretch. Let me even get out of bed before. Yeah, yes, exactly. So I I yeah. totally hear that, and I still think even though um, people are coming out of it, shows like that will always be relevant. And I kind of wish I'd oh, documented yeah. that period a bit more because so much, like you said, was happening. Life was completely different. Life is, is a different is mm. different now. You know how we're living. Yeah. Um. So 
we're still facing the effects of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so you've been part of many mainstream TV shows writing as well. Do you want to talk about a few of your favourites? Um, yeah, <laughs> I can. Well, like, yeah, I've, I've done, I've done, I've done a, a, a few things. Uh, I, I was on Mock the Week a couple of times. That's fun. Couple panel shows, and I, I wrote um, for a couple of Netflix like end of year oh, okay. review things for like Charlie Brooker, um, Death to Twenty Twenty, and Death to Twenty Twenty One. I so, enjoyed yeah, no, those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, but that's that's always good experience as well. Just kind of being around other funny people and collaborating mm. and just kind of contributing to a um, sort of those type of things. It's good experience to get for sure. Yeah, you're also working on Black Mirror. No, 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 no I can't. I can't really, can't really discuss oh, okay. these things. Can't really Ooh, we'll save that for later. You might have to pop back on, and we will have a chat about that. What's going on? So, where can people find you on your socials? Um, I'm on. I'm on Instagram. Um, mainly, I got is Michael Odawale comedy yes. is my Instagram. I used to have a Twitter, but people would tell me my Twitter oh, was no. terrible because I just. All I do is just, I share memes and then I just treat every two months like just saying things like, I had some good soup today or my hair's growing. That's all I tweet. Just, I I enjoyed it, but I've been told just as content is like, it's not, it's not really attention grabbing, Mm -hmm. but I had good soup today and I wanted, I wanted the, I want Twitter to, to know it. And I feel like it's a good respite between tweets about like politics and, and like, like the say, fighting people are it's a service going we need on. so mm. no i mean i'm i was thinking i might join back and just do soup reviews there's your there's your market there's your i market. think so done all right follow me on my claude wale at soup <laughs> and that's coming i'm setting up straight Fantastic. off this. I, I, I love that i was part of this process it's great mm, there's a heinz chicken soup review oh, coming God. like straight off this <laughs> So Black Ink Cinema is all about celebrating black TV and cinema. Uh, you chose a film that has quickly become one of my favourite animated Pixar movies, Soul, oh, great. with the mm. incredibly talented Jamie Foxx. Why did you pick Soul? Well, I'm, I'm a, in recent years, I've become like a big fan of jazz. Okay. Um, I think especially during the pandemic when you know, we're all just looking for a bit of peace mm-hmm. or just looking for doing some self-reflection. I find that jazz is just great music to just sit and reflect on, eat your soup. <laughs> and, you know, just, I think, I think it's good for that. And I, yeah, I just love the way it sounds. It's just great black art form as well. Yeah. And I got to find out about some people from the past, like Miles Davis yeah. and John Coltrane and people like that. I'm not like an experienced jazz listener. Yeah. You know, some people they'll be listening like, oh, you can hear the way the saxophone is fighting the trumpet and i'm like nah I just it just sounds good, good in my it's, ear I don't it's really, soothing yeah it's lovely exactly yeah so I, i've always enjoyed that and then so this was about sort of like a struggling jazz musician mm-hmm. and it's quite a philosophical movie it as is. well and which is um something i've always been i've also kind of been interested in myself a bit of philosophy and just like self-reflection yes. and things like that so the way the way that they combine those two elements uh i just found it really really uh, interesting especially with like a black lead and uh which i i don't think i've seen in a pixar movie before i think it's the first one 
Yes. Because Sony, I know they had Princess and the Frog, but that's just Disney. <laughs> and then she was also a frog for two-thirds of the movie. She was also a frog for the majority of the film, which is my gripe yeah. with that movie. I mean, even it with this been... one, he is a black man at the start, and then he becomes an essence. I And then I have to be like, is it everyday deep <laughs> uh, breakdown of, or, or should I just be like, you know what, let me just be happy. But you no, know, like, yeah. Like, Day turning into an animal or a it's ghost. like um, you know because he's 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 black for 20 minutes then he's an essence and then he's a cat for a little bit <laughs> and i don't want to have my reading into it black conspiracy theorist hat on but i'm a bit like hmm hmm no i had to like i and we already like we said we don't have that many princess and the frog uh into the spider verse yeah. and of course so the fact that we can name that on one hand and very quickly is a problem in itself um i have to say like yourself i'm like five minutes watching it and maybe 15 minutes into the film i was like this is not for kids yeah. this is some grown people stuff yeah. like this is very serious and very like question of life like what is my purpose yeah. um where do we get our personalities wow. from i feel like that's such a important question are we born with them are we passed down by our parents yeah. like is it our environment which is all the above i think but i found it quite funny how they already kind of gave people their personality yeah and then you have to unlearn things i guess you know like a few of them were like given insecurity which i think is crazy like that's, like that, part that's of your now your main yeah that's your main essence yeah. now yeah I just yeah and it's like you kind of have it stacked against you yeah if insecurity is part of your personality now you have to unlearn that behavior because yeah, I, I, i've always been interested in the sense of like especially with your emotions mm. how much of you you're not your emotions or you shouldn't be do you know what i mean because like yeah. anger like some people you feel like they are anger is their main trait or happy is their main trait but really they're just yeah. like you want your emotions you might just you, that's just you at a certain moment but some people have chosen to be those emotions right you know some people are just like that's just yeah. me like no it's not you've chosen to be like that let's not because we can all decide we want to be angry yeah. or you know even that mood or mode whatever but that's not you and i think they use that as a cop-out yeah. to be like well that's just me or you know i do feel that way about those people who are always late it's like ah, oh, it's just, it's just, I'm just a late person. It's like no, you <laughs> you're not just. <laughs> you saw the bus. You saw the bus timetable. That's not a personality trait, you know. You just no, it's all the time, yeah. and you thought mm. yeah, exactly. So that that is interesting because it it does make you think of like how much of it is like you said, like nature versus nurture. How much of it is Absolutely. subconscious, or how much are we doing on purpose? How much choice do we have over certain things to do with our own personalities? Um, and that that made that movie kind of brought all of that up as well, and and just the idea of also just how to qualify success, as well. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, you know, you got this guy, he's put his whole everything into. I want to be a successful jazz artist. Jazz is who I am. That's how I'm gonna validate my existence as a human being. And then, you know, he kind of gets that. He kind of gets that success he wants, and he's realized, oh, that's not what makes me a human. I think that kind of resonated with me when I saw the movie over the pandemic, being a comedian. And especially someone who started comedy young, um, you kind of, I kind of have done that as well. I've kind of put a lot of my 
validation and self-worth into doing well in comedy or audiences liking my jokes and then you have mm. a pandemic where all your you know all the work gets taken away and then course, you yeah. don't know where or where the industry is going to go next almost like you have to redefine yourself yeah exactly exactly it's like well what what am i outside of this how do i qualify success or who i am outside of my achievements and you know i'll be honest i don't re still don't really know how to mm -hmm. answer that because it's very hard to de de detach that from mm -hmm. achievements you know especially material yeah. achievements i think we you know? all are guilty of attaching our achievements to uh, our jobs what we do um who what car we drive where we live etc etc mm. and so i love the fact that they honed in on that and they kind of just focused on that like it doesn't matter about you know all of the material stuff like you know him reappreciating nature and just like the little things like walking mm. they kept on saying you know the ghost she kept on saying you know i'm good at walking and stuff like that just like the simple things in life and i actually think during mm. lockdown a lot of us were reminded of actually the simple things of what's important and all the other fluff yeah. doesn't really matter as long as you know you find that yeah. kind of don't mean to sound hippie but the inner peace and like happiness 100 percent I used to make fun of my friends who used to go on walks oh, for I no reason. Walk. I was like, where's the, just no yeah. destination, just, yeah. just walking. I said, I didn't, I didn't get that. But now I'm kind of like, okay, like, but the thing is I live in Dagenham. So in, in terms of nature, <laughs> it's like shop, gambling shop. Do you know what I mean? It's not nature. It's not, it's not trees. There's no scenery. But it's, yeah, it's a very, very small part, just one circular part. Oh, okay. So, um, one patch of grass, just... Yeah. But then, but then, even then, like, I think paying attention... Yes. I mean, oh, look at the design on this chicken shop. Do you know what I mean? Look at the, how the yellow matches with the, with the rooster. Someone picked those colours specifically. Exactly. So, appreciating the small things, even when you go for a walk, it's... And it makes you perceptive, because even now... I try and go on walks or even if I am going somewhere, I try and go without my ah. headphones. So kind of force myself to be Pres in mm. nature. Yeah. Or just listen to my thoughts on shuffle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just like, oh, this, this anxiety is a, is a banger. I haven't heard this track <laughs> in a while. See, you know what I mean? like, see, that's the reason why I went on my walks because I'd actually find that, um, especially during lockdown, I was just getting anxious because I guess I wasn't using up my energy as much how usually or yeah. the distractions that I would so I'll just like feel agitated I'm like what's wrong with me so I'll just go on these like walks um and luckily I've got some nice parks and I, I found some nice routes yeah some good walking routes that were peaceful and with not too many cars and stuff like that so you wouldn't have the distraction yeah and it also uh, led me into like I started journaling mm. as well so just another way to get your thoughts down and and realize like i was saying about not being your emotions you write something down and you look at it and you're like oh, okay i just feel this at the time that this is not necessarily yes. me you know i mean so i think you know yeah so yeah it was a good it was a good lockdown in that sense in terms of beginning the process of finding who i am outside of what i do was, was very do you useful. feel like you've got more of a sense of that now like yeah it was taken away from you that you know it wouldn't be the end of the world because that doesn't define who you are mm, yeah um i i think in terms of it led to me going back into it 
with better reasons. Okay, yes. As as opposed to going up on stage and needing that validation. Now, obviously, I still want people to laugh. Mm. But now I feel like I'm writing jokes from a better sense of what I want to talk about or, you know, performing from a place of this is what I want to say, this is how I want to do it. I don't necessarily need them to be with me all the time. Mm. And, and I think that makes for a better audience performance as well because you're taking more risks, you're writing more authentically and you're, and you're using silences a bit better as well, I think. There's, there's a way to... Um, I think in the early days, because I was so needing them to laugh all the way through, I would just be like, like motor mouth. Yeah. And now I think I'm a lot better at sort of using my voice and just sort of letting them hold on for a bit. And it, so I think it's made me a better performer for sure. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to hear. And actually, you talking about that moment of silence, I, some of the great uh, comedians do that so well, where it's just like the, the punchline drops and then you just like, the yeah. audience erupts in laughter. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I totally get that. Well, you know, talking of jazz, I think, uh, I always remember this quote from Miles Davis, where he was like, it, it took me many years to learn how to play as myself. So, you know, I, I, I think I kind of took from that, like, the more you get comfortable within yourself as a person and as an artist, mm -hmm. you know, um, the better you'll get. Um, I think when you're starting out, you are imitating mm -hmm. or you are trying to be your heroes absolutely and then you kind of get more unique and do things that only you can do mm. the, the more you practice and the longer you go yeah absolutely so a lot of the theme in soul is what makes you tick you know mm. this is what makes me tick you to say this is what makes me tick what makes you tick hmm Okay, well, you, you, you answer first. So oh, that's not how it works. <laughs> Just that in that fact. This is a conversation, I believe. <laughs> I believe um, this is an interview. What makes me tick? Okay, you have to be more specific. In what, in what sense? In terms of what makes you get up in the morning? What makes you you? Mm. I... I'm someone I feel like you always need something to look forward to. Mm. Um, so for me, it's it's creativity. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's working on a new joke. It's yeah, I would say I would say I would say it's that 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 sense of creativity or moving things forward um, within myself for myself mm. or, or learning about myself which is quite narcissistic to say no I don't, I don't think so actually i think a lot more people should maybe <laughs> get to know themselves because i think we're all caught up in social media and what other people want of us or think of us and instead of like this is what makes me happy and this is mm. what i'm gonna do one of my favorite things about soul was the lost souls uh, space and realm that they created mm which I thought, we touched upon it earlier about the insecurities, but I just thought it was brilliant because a, your passion and like depression can take you to the same place. And I think yeah. they hit the nail on the head there where it was like sometimes seeking perfection can like, you know, be too much yeah. and, and you can get lost in it and not be in the present and in the now and enjoy people, family, friends, uh, you know, experiences because you're chasing that that dream 
um, which are just brilliant and trying to get people yeah. out of there. Um, that pirate guy, phenomenal, loved him. And I, I, yeah, I think definitely that's why it's good to have other things outside of mm. your passion. Because like I said, you know, that, that can be the same thing that can drag you down and, and, and drive you mad. So you need to be mm. a more filled out human being outside you as much as we all want to make it and you know you know obviously we all want to and you know i think but there needs to be a part of you that should be okay with not being yeah. with not making it in a, in, a, in a sense not that that should be in your priority but like in terms of i'm st mm -hmm. i will still be whole as a human yeah no matter what where i go i found it quite funny that it was the hippies that were the kind of superheroes of the film you know, they were there saving the lost mm. souls and they meet up with it on every Tuesday and this is during their meditation um, <laughs> to save these souls. I just found that was a very funny and creative way of kind of bringing in another realm of, you know, meditation and things like that. Yeah. Um, and also introducing that to kids. Yeah, Pixar have always been very good uh, at sort of communicating these, these kind of big themes, mm. especially with this movie and Inside Out as well. Yeah. It's like pretty big themes that they managed to, to break down to kids and to adults as well, to be honest. I slightly found Inside Out a little bit depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's not one I would go to. I know some people like, oh my God, that was amazing, whatever. I just thought, yeah, she was she was really bringing me down. I was like, oh, yeah, she was, God. She was, she was going through it. She was going through it, for real. <laughs> um, one of my favourite lines that stood out was, can't crush a soul here. That's what life on Earth is for. Um, I had to rewind it. Yeah, that's like bars. It was absolute bars. I was like, did I just hear that right? And they say, you just put it in there subtly. It wasn't, you know, there was no crescendo. Um, but I just thought it was brilliant because <laughs> Earth is, it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I think that's the kind of part of the message. That's why we kind of need each other. Because mm. it's, it's rough out here in these streets. <laughs> in the streets. It really is. And it's funny how um, what I loved in the film is she was so scared to kind of, you know, live. Commit to something, yeah. Commit to something. So she would rather not live and then she doesn't have to deal with it. And then when she did experience life, she was like, oh my God, this thing's amazing. And then she... Yeah, yeah. Like, which yeah. I thought that was hilarious. I know I shouldn't be laughing at that point, but yeah. I thought it was... Because like, yeah, she found a joy in all the small things. Yeah. And it was him telling her, no, you need a big spark. You need a big thing. Yeah. And, it, you know, his realisation, oh, no, it is the small things mm -hmm. that, that make a life, that make a person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is, and then in the end, that little bit of where they kind of, you know, gave him a second chance. I am not going to mm. lie. I was crying a little bit. A little, little tear. Just, just little one tear. two. Just one two. Just, mm. yes, just a... One drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, I thought there was so many just little beautiful elements of the, of the film, like, you know, the barbershop segment, you know, I, I was reading about, um, you know, they really paid attention. I love that scene. That yeah. It was so black, first of all. And I was, yeah. of, you know, you have a, a, a black lead character like this and just like, for example, the Jordans in Spider Into the Spider-Verse, him wearing the Jordans, yeah. was very much like, yes, because that's what kids would be wearing right now. Um, yeah, exactly. Very much his identity. It's the same thing as like going to the barbers. Like it's a big thing. And when the Clippers, like he slipped up with the Clippers, it was like, whoa, this is, this is huge. Yeah. To someone else, it would have been like, it's fine. Just wear a hat. 
No. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, very, uh, very authentic moment, and mm. it was it was kind of nice to see that the, the care that they put into that, and yeah, I also but like why why shouldn't they put that care into? It? Of course they should. Do you know what I mean? So it, it was a nice moment. So where do you rank this movie amongst the best of the Pixar movies? Ooh. I mean, it was. Like I said, for the, for the many philosophical reasons, I, that's why I put it high up on the list because it was quite mm. adult themes and. Uh, yeah. uh, but in terms, it, I want to say it's my favorite Pixar movie in terms of. I'm always just gonna have a soft spot for the Toy Stories just because of the more. You know, it's maybe less pertinent themes, but it's more exciting yeah. and more adventure. Yeah. But in terms of just a film that was kind of matching the kind of thoughts that I was kind of going through when I watched it and just the the, the themes throughout it. Oh, yeah, I'll maybe put it number two, number three. Okay. That's what, what kind of, yeah, Toy Story comes from. Toy Story number one. Yeah, I mean, I'll put it top, number two. Why not? Okay, lovely. I love that. Um, do you think it's important to have black lead family films like this? Oh, 100%. I think... Mm -hmm. um, especially for kids because you know the more kids see the more the less they'll question it as even it being a big event or just be like oh this is normal which is how it should be mm. you know what i mean you just you just grow up and then you see yourself on the screen just presented in in normal ways or interesting ways and then and then that'll just be part of your psyche growing up and I think that that's really important you know just we want to get to a place where it's not a massive deal it's just it is what it is it's part of our regular programming yeah I totally agree um so we are coming to the quick fire round mm, okay I'll ask you a few questions and you just tell me your first thoughts okay so your favorite black led animated character um Joe Gardner have you got a favorite black actress or actor? Black actor, actor. I like Lakeith Stanfield. Mm -hmm. I like what he's doing. He's always appearing in some fun movies. Um, I forgot that one he did, where he turned into a ball. That one. He's like a telemarketer. Don't bother. Don't. Oh, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. He's getting that. He's always and uh, Daniel Kaluuya as well. Yes. I like what he's doing. Michaela Cole. Uh, I, I love what she's in and. Oh, yeah, I'll say that for now. I'm trying mm. to think. No, that, that's, that's a strong list. So what type of animated character would you like to voice over? Oh, so th this is not, this don't have to be an animal? No. Okay. Um, what would your ideal character be? Maybe like a, like a knight. Some, some black knights. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like a black musketeer type <laughs> slash king arthur yeah exactly the whole thing the whole that yeah. period got you um have you got a top three jamie fox film a top three like you want me to name three of them yeah um do you know what i was watching the one where he was with tom cruise in the taxi oh yes collateral um, collateral that was it that was collateral. it so yeah, he was good in that. Um, there's a comedy movie he did at the beginning of his career. I forgot what it was. Where his hair's all... He's got twists and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that movie I, called? For me, I can't remember the name of the film. Don't judge me. But I, I know it's just a, it's just a, just a summer vibe 
type yeah. Black Nighties movie. Shenanigans we've got up to type movie. I think it's Booty Call. Okay, so we've got Booty Call. And then, what else? Is um, yeah, Django, I guess. I'll put Django up there. Good movie. No, yeah, I like Django. Yeah, that was fun. Who was your first celebrity crush? Ooh. Ooh. Growing up, I used to watch Fresh Prince. So, it's probably either Hillary. No, Ashley, probably. Or... Okay. Nia Long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she was my first crush, and I'm not even... Right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was, just, it was just... Yeah, they were just... They were just... They had it like that. Yeah. Growing beautiful. up. Yeah. Um, your most annoying habit? Uh-huh. Um, I've, I've been told I... I don't know if I've done it on here. I, I pause a lot when I talk. That's not a bad thing. A bit... I, I don't know if I've been... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I... Um, but then I also, I like... I don't always finish my sentences because I'm pausing to... Again, I don't know if I've done it on here, but then it leads into this weird mumbling thing. Okay. I, I mean, I've got a... Me and my sister have got a weird, bad habit of not really finishing our sentences because we know what the other one means. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, that's just cute. That's just cool. So it will just be like, she'll start a sentence and I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. She just needs to finish it. And then I'm like, I got you. But yeah. What's the most underrated invention in your opinion? Ooh. The most underrated invention <laughs> would be. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, that's a good question. Maybe like the six slice toaster. You, ain't, you don't really see too many of those, but the six slice toaster, you know, because it's, it's two more. The what? You know, the toaster, but with the six slices instead of four. Oh, I was, I was really trying to understand. I've never, I don't think I've seen that unless in like the calves. Or like... Yeah, but like, I just, I like the idea of you're taking an already good invention and you just, you had two. <laughs> you just keep adding. Just keep adding, you know. I think that's that's, uh, that's up there. No, that's a shout. That's a shout. Um, I love tea, so the cat will always be like my favorite. Might mm. not be underrated, but no, yeah, that's will... that's that's solid, man. That's yeah. Definitely. Whoever did that one, yeah. You know, their soul is their soul is resting. Like <laughs> you know, they, did, they, they they went and they did their job. They did their job. Food people sleep on. Mmm, food are not enough. You know them when you go them kebab shops and you mm -hmm. get them them jalapeno the peppers. Oh, I love them. I'm always yes, like, boss man, them. give me throw a couple more of those on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like yeah, that should be around more. No, absolutely. I I, I ask for extra as well. I think fair. I might just not. You go to people's houses, they don't have a jar of it. I have a jar. Oh, okay. You, you've definitely gone one better. Yeah, yeah. Just have a. That's that might be the best invention. Just those peppers. So that's the end of the quick fire round. Mm -hmm. In conclusion, if you had to direct people to YouTube to see a clip to entice them to watch Soul, what clip would it be and why? Um, it wouldn't necessarily be indicative of what the movie is about as a whole. But it's just a beautiful scene where he's auditioning to be in the uh, the jazz group and it's just him mm -hmm. playing the piano and then yeah. because he's so in the flow state like you just see the keys I think they're kind of just moving and then you see him in yeah. the zone and I think it's just a it's a great 
seen to show like what somebody's like when they've kind of tapped into what they're supposed to be doing and they're yeah. fully in that zone. I kind of recognize that sometimes when I'm very rarely in that, that flow state where it just feels natural. I think that's kind of, and, and the music sounds amazing as well. And so I think, oh. um, Oh, good. The music's amazing. It's one of my favorite things about the film. 100%. So, um, I think it was done by John Batiste, who, like, yes. won all those Grammys the other day. Like, so it's really, yeah. like, they really was a high level production. So, I think if yeah. you hear that, you see that, I think you'll, personally, I think you're just naturally interested to know, like, what is this movie about? And mm. just, like, visually and what the story must be about as well. One of my, I mean, it might not be the most insightful, but one of my favourites is when um, she's showing Joe around um, all the different things that she's tried to do yeah. and she's failed out. And then she's got to the point where she goes into that realm and she's like throwing balls at them. Yeah. And like the Knicks lose again because, you know, she messed it up. Yeah. Um, she's just playing around with people's like emotions, not knowing that this is real life. Yeah. Uh, because she hasn't been to earth and understood the, importance of some of these things um i find that quite funny and quite clever as well that someone is just like messing yeah like your whole you think it's down to you and then it's just some outside force yeah having a bad day yeah that's funny it's actually like, it is quite a grown-up animated film but definitely one that i would you know like there's a few uh, animated films that i really want kids to see mm. this would be one of them to kind mm. of like install it early alongside yeah. Lion King and, and and the greats. Yeah, I think if you're feeling maybe lost about your purpose or you're too into your purpose and you feel like, mm. um, you know, you kind of need some perspective and take a step away, I think any of those perspectives will be good to kind of watch that movie and just a movie about finding about what's important really and mm. sort of who you are really outside of anything else um which is quite a big spectrum basically if you're this movie will solve your life no matter what state absolutely you're, you're watching it in. i instantly like found myself like oh it's all right just calm down yeah no exactly stress. it's like a yeah. green tea a chamomile tea of a movie chamomile tea yes that's what it is actually i totally agree with that um Thank you, thank you, thank you so wow. much, Michael, for coming on the show. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you about now one of my favourite animated movies um, with the amazing Jamie Foxx. Thank you for having me. No, you're absolutely welcome. Wish you the absolute best and speak to you soon. Yeah, thank you.